0: This is True, and you are listening to From Nothing to Profit. Welcome to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya, where each week they talk to photographers about what is working in their business now so you can swipe those ideas and grow your business faster.
1: Welcome, everyone. We are super excited to have True. And how do you say your last name? So it's Mua. Okay. True Mua here today. And uh, I have seen her work online for the last couple of years and she is a phenomenal photographer and I've seen that she does a lot of education. And so we are super excited to have her here today to uh, share with us about her business I, and I've only seen your shooting in natural light. Um, she's based in Western Wisconsin and specializes in creative fine art senior portraits. And you have a love for Iceland too. Is that correct?
2: I do. Yes. Well, thank you guys. Thanks so much for having me here. I'm super excited to be here. But yes, I am just I just shoot natural light. I do have like studio equipment, but it's just isn't a demand um at least in my area. Uh so yeah, everything I do is is natural light.
3: That's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on here because you're one of the f- one of the first interviews where Kaya and I both didn't really know you be- before this podcast. You know, uh-huh. typically I'm like you know, people that we, I say, Kai, we should interview this person. Kai's like, I don't know that person. I'm like, well, I do. And it's perfect, you know, but you're <laughs> one of the first people that like both of us are going to be learning from you right now while, while you're doing your interview, which I'm really excited about.
2: Oh, good. Well, I hope you learned something. I don't know. I don't know how much help I'll be, but I'm excited to be here.
3: So anything else that you want to share? I mean, so you're from, so like Kai said, you're from Wisconsin, natural life photographer. Right. Um, any other things that you would want to share, you know, family, anything like that?
2: Well, you know, I um, actually, before photography, I worked in dental for actually 16 years and was actually not looking for, you know, a new career or anything like that. And our son was approaching his um, senior year, actually. And so I kind of fell into this, kind of fell into photography, really. I just, you know, we purchased this camera on um, Craigslist and like, you know, everybody else it doesn't. Really understand photography. You think like you're going to buy this amazing camera and it's just going to take amazing pictures for you. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we thought. I'm like, we'll just buy this camera and we'll take great pictures and we'll have, you know, amazing pictures for our scrapbook and, and whatnot. And of course I quickly found out that that is not true. Um, <laughs> if you don't know how to shoot manual camera does not focus and take great pictures at night during football games and you know in in um, basketball courts and whatnot so i um started googling you know how to use this camera and was finding that i needed to learn how to shoot manual and so um kind of from there it basically just kind of took off i I took a little um, class on um, how to shoot manual, and really just was falling in love with the whole process. and And one thing led to the next, and all of a sudden, you know, in a year, I was shooting clients full time, and then launched my business about a year and a half after. So it just kind of all happened really quickly. But yeah, I mean, I have uh, we've got three kids, um, obviously our son now. So I've been doing this for. I I picked up my camera in 2012 and kind of started playing around then and um, shooting clients um, towards the end of 2012 and 2013, really, and then um, launched in 2014, so uh, a few years now. And yeah, I mean, I, uh, you know, dabbled a little bit in everything in the beginning, I think like most um, photographers probably do, and found that uh, my passion was really with um, teens and that's kind of what I focus on. I mainly shoot. Majority of my clients are girls, um, but I do shoot boys as well. I just don't get a a ton of um, you know bookings with um, with boys. But yeah, I. That's. Basically. that's great yeah
1: <laughs> I, that you're answering questions that, that I've always had I was like okay so because I think because you kind of came out of the womb being an actual artist and not you I, I know I'm sure you can look back and go oh that was terrible <laughs> right I felt like the very first images I saw of yours were, um, you know, just just showed a lot of mastery and a lot of intention. Like you, it looks to me like you kind of you know what you want, you know what you're going for. You have really high standards, mm-hmm. and so um, that makes sense because I was like, I where have I been? I haven't seen you. You know, I didn't <laughs> didn't see your work before 2014, and that right. may be why. <laughs> oh,
0: you thank you. You weren't putting it out there.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So how many, like, do you shoot a lot of seniors or how, how, how does your business look?
2: You know, in the beginning, um, I think this is probably true with everybody too. You, you kind of just do everything and you do as much as you can. And I quickly learned that that was not manageable. So, um, I, every year I feel like I cut back a little bit more. Um, and this year, this past year, now I shot 42, um, seniors and my goal really is 35. Um, and I kind of in the Midwest here, it seems to be true with majority of the Midwest, but at least in my area, I have a really short, um, time to shoot high school seniors, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, our, we have deadlines and our kids get to use their senior portraits for the yearbook. And so most of our deadlines are September um, and October. And so, and most kids don't want to, ha- you know, start having senior portraits done until they're actually going to be a senior. So, I'm, yeah. you know, most of my bookings are June through September, October. Um, and that's kind of it. I mean, after that, it's, you know... There's not much of a demand for senior portraits. And plus, it's cold here. So, you know, nobody's really, November is not that pretty. It's usually pretty. Everything's dead and wet. And, um, and then winter, of course, is beautiful, but really hard to shoot in. So I kind of, um, you know, mainly just shoot from June to October.
1: Okay. And mm-hmm. then do you do I've I've noticed that you do like multi-season sessions. Is that a lot of what you I do, do or is that just okay.
2: Um so that's something that I kind of started in the really you know kind of in the beginning just trying to find other ways to really create art um mm-hmm. in a time that obviously like I'm not at a huge demand, you know, for mm-hmm. bookings and also was looking for a way to um you know stay active and relevant on my Instagram or social media at the time when I started it was no. just Facebook um I don't think I got onto t- Instagram until 2016 or yeah 2016 but um so I was finding that you know I I was trying to be creative and still like you know wanting to play with my camera in these off seasons that were not really a demand and then that just kind of quickly led to people actually wanting To shoot those seasons. And so I thought, well, if I can offer uh, something where my clients could potentially have a shoot every season, you know, that fills my schedule. I'm still making money on those off months. And so I launched this um, in 2015 was this what I call all season session. Um, And it's an hour shoot per season. The shoots are shorter. So they are about an hour shoot. um, And the girls only get two outfits because in the end, like they're going to have plenty to choose from. So, and the kids and the parents love it. They love it because, um, it gives them a, a uh, a chance to be able to like capture their child kind of throughout their senior year, um, because I hear so many times from parents like, it's amazing how much she's changed just from her very first session with you um, oh, to yeah. the, her very last session. So that kind of you know started um, to be a big thing, and uh, and parents were really then marketing you know it that way for me, and uh, so it is. It's it's become a really popular session of mine, and and I love it because I love shorter sessions. You know I love just shooting right before sunset. So to be able to like just go out that, you know, hour and a half before sunset and get everything that I want in that beautiful light, that's like, that's like everything I want. So it's perfect. You know, I was, I think, you know, with my longer sessions, it's like, I can, I definitely can shoot any time of the day. I mean, I've, you know, trained myself to do that, but I don't, I don't love it. Um, So I find a lot of times like I'm just not feeling really inspired and I'm just trying to get through the first hour of the shoot until that beautiful light comes. And then I'm like, okay, now let's do this. So, so it's, yeah, it's been great. I've really enjoyed it.
3: That's awesome. I'm looking at your Instagram because the very first thing I pulled up, I saw like I saw all these winter shoots and I was like, Oh, that's really interesting. But that makes sense. If you're doing multiple seasons, why you have so many, like all the seasons. And then I was looking, I, I was just scrolling through and, the image that you posted on February third, this girl in a yellow dress with with the hat, with this like straw hat thing. That hat is amazing. <laughs> it
2: was like nine dollars <laughs> on some website, so very cheap.
3: That, that's so cool. So everyone should check out her her Instagram and go, you know, scroll through it because it's all amazing. Thank but, you. Um, that, that hat thing is is wild. I've never seen. Yeah, it that.
2: you know, it's a it's it's something you know, it's something fun and uh, just to be able to add like a tiny little piece or two to a piece, you know, like a dress or an outfit that they have. I mean, it really can pull things together. So I I enjoy all of that. I mean, styling is probably my next favorite thing to do besides, you know, shooting. So that's great.
3: And so are you shooting, you know, outside of Wisconsin a lot as well or mostly? You know,
2: I, so once a year I try to offer a destination shoot for my seniors. And initially it started out with um, offering it just to my senior model team. Um, And I currently do not have a senior model team anymore. And I don't have any plans of, you know, having one in the future. And there's many different reasons for that. I mean, I think for me, just because I have such a short time to shoot, um, my you know, bookings are usually filled by about spring. And so it, my, my girls just weren't really benefiting from what they could benefit from if they were referring, um, clients. Cause by the time I, I photographed them and they had their images, my schedule was already full. So I felt like it was kind of a disadvantage to them and which is the reason why I've taken it, you know, away, but I still do, you know, fun, like creative shoots. And now I'll, I'll, Models from like my actual clients because um, it's great. Like they already chose me. I know they love my work, and I know they're gonna you know market for me. So what better model to to choose than your own paying clients? But the, the kids really love it, and they look forward to like where I'm going to go the next year. So I've I've gotten just a ton of DMs in the last probably few weeks, just like when are you going to release? You know your your next destination? Like we're ready to sign up. Um, and so I, yeah, I try to I try to offer one um, destination a year, and then I do a lot of um, workshops um, during my off season as well. Um, and I love I mean I love to teach. I love to help people grow, and so to be able to do those in areas where it's not like we were negative 35 you guys like a month ago so literally that literally. is cold literally oh. like not, that's not even included with the windshield mm-hmm. i believe it was negative 69 or something yeah insane, insane. that's like
1: frostbite in a minute
2: <laughs> right luckily mm-hmm. i was stuck in california at the time but to be able to you know be you know and just to be able to shoot in a different area to it just really helps um, re-inspire me and so i try to um I try to, you know, set uh, workshops up in areas not Wisconsin, and that allows yeah. me to yeah, to works. travel and explore new backdrops and whatnot. And um, and then you know I have been fortunate to you know have opportunities to speak on different platforms as well. That usually they pick beautiful sunny uh, places as well, so um, that allows me to you know add some some of that to my portfolio.
3: That's awesome. Okay, so the the first question we have is um like what's working now. So like, you know, our podcast is always just trying to give photographers, you know, like maybe just like a little piece of information of something that they could explore. So what what do you think is working now or tell a story of what's working now in your business um, that you'd want to share with Mm, our audience? That's
2: working Um, as in like booking clients or.
3: Yeah, sure. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Like, or what you think. Yeah. I mean, it could be about booking clients or something that you're doing right now, you know, as simple as you know, not doing a, a model program or something like that, that you just think, like, yeah, this is actually helping me succeed or helping me stay sane or whatever. Okay,
2: well, you know, I, I recently just um spoke at Click Away, it's um a conference put on by Click and Moms. But a big topic while I was there with some of the attendees was um Instagram story and how you know they were not posting because they were trying to kind of get like that perfect, I mean. I was sitting at a table, you know, with six other ladies that had attended the workshop or uh, the conference, and um, you know they're trying to post on Instagram, but they're editing the image and they're trying to get it perfect and they're trying to think of the perfect caption. And I had to just stop them because Instagram story, I think, if you're not using it, you need to because all of our kids. That's probably. At least in my area, I don't know about you guys, but in my area, the number one platform for my kids is Instagram. That's the one that everybody says they're on. So, you know, parents are still on Facebook, kids are definitely still on Snapchat, but the reach on Snapchat is basically, I mean, virtually like nothing. Yeah. So if you're not using Insta- Instagram stories, like you need to use Instagram stories. Um, But what the kids want to see, and this is – I so every now and then I pull uh, kids that I have um photograph and I do just kind of a little focus group. So we just go grab coffee or, you know, lunch or whatever. We just kind of talk about things. And one thing they told me is, like, they love Instagram stories. They're on it all the time. I mean, they're, you know, they're posting all the time. They're watching other stories all the time. But they want to see, like, real things. They want to see, like, who you are. So Instagram stories is – you know, I mean, it's there for you to market to tell your potential clients like who who you are and what you have to offer. But they want to see real things. Kids are not, you know, they know a lot more than we think they know, and they can, they definitely, you know, sent. They know when something is fake, um, and when something is is almost like too curated. Like your Instagram, you can definitely curate. I think you know Instagram is there to to be pretty and and probably should be curated to a certain point, but your stories is, it's like reality TV, right? I mean, we're all caught up in reality TV because it's, well, most of it is real. And for some reason, even though it's silly, like we just are drawn to it and then we just get almost addicted to it. And we want to just keep watching because we want to know what's going to happen next. And Instagram stories is kind of the same way. So I, you know, just had to stop them and tell them like this, they're not looking for you to post perfect pictures on Instagram stories. I mean, they're going to click out of there because they know it's not real. You know, when your picture is already perfectly edited and, you know, you're in this amazing light and everything, like they know it's not real. They want to see who you really are. It's their way of connecting with you and being able to feel like, you know, they like they know who you are. Um, And I think that that for sure, like, has been working for me. I mean, my kids, when they show up, they know exactly, not exactly, but they already have an idea of who I am. Um, and because Instagram stories, like I use it so big for, every I mean, all the behind the scenes, like the reality of it all, having, you know, I show the girls coming in the way they are, kind of the whole process, the behind the scenes, straight out of camera. And just like, just real, like in the moment and to be able to like post right away, you know, because the girls are like, I post straight out of camera before before the kids even, like, get in their car. So they know, like, these images are, you know, real. And they're telling their friends about it. And so when they're coming to their shoot, like, their friends are waiting to watch them on my story. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, yeah, I mean, that, I think it's just been great. It's been great for me. Every, every time I, you know, post, like, the engagement on my stories is a lot more than um, the engagement I actually get on my feed.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's funny because that is so true. Like our girls this summer didn't, they They cared more about what we were putting on their story. And, you know, they were, they were watching and they were, they were watching their own story during the session. Yeah. <laughs> each time they they love they're, that. Clothes, they're paying attention. So I get nervous and I know that you need to do it, but I, I do not want to put my face on my story. Like I said, <laughs> Oh, I'm going to have to do my hair and my makeup and get in good light. And yeah. uh, I feel embarrassed about like, w- you know, what am I going to put out there? But I know, I mean, I just was looking at yours and I've seen it before you put like who you are and what you're eating and all that kind of stuff on there. (laughs) Do you have a, what would you, like, what would be a strategy that you would suggest? You know, I mean, I think, I
2: of course I say like, be real, but also be intentional. You know, think about what you're posting and why you're posting it. I mean, I show food because that is definitely part of me. Like all my kids know it and I just love food. So I am always posting food and it's funny because my moms will come and they say like, Oh, we just love watching your story because we love all the food you're eating. Mm-hmm. And, but definitely being intentional about what you're posting as well. Like, you know, kids. Even though they want to see, like, who you are and what you have to offer, like, they really could care less if you just bought 10 Louis Vuitton bags, you know? So, I don't like, everyone might be
1: impressed with that. <laughs>
2: well, they might be. They might be. But, you know, like, I will post, um, like, let's say, uh, I posted an image, um, of a suitcase full of my makeup that I was packing for, um, for, I don't even remember what trip trip. this was now, for a trip. Um, And I posted it, not really just to show that I have a suitcase full of makeup, but it's to show that I do make up for mm-hmm. my clients and that it is, you know, it's something that we offer. So again, like even though it was just like in the moment, not really put together or beautiful or anything like that, my the whole purpose of it was to educate my clients. So yeah, definitely being more intentional about what you're shooting. Um, and I don't love being in the in front of the camera either um kaya like it's yeah. um, it's something that you know I'm always like okay just take a really far back shot you know do a video back here but just get a corner of me and my in my hand and my camera and I'm trying to be better about that as well because it's I know that uh, and I know it's important for our you know potential clients or, or our audience to mm-hmm. see kind of who we are but um it's not an easy thing to do
1: yeah yeah for sure
3: hey on that note let's just take a quick break. And we'll be right back.
0: Hey, everyone. Tell me if this sounds familiar. You look at your calendar and notice you need clients now. So you do a little marketing and get some phone calls. You get busy helping those new clients. They schedule sessions. They place orders and life is good. But once they're done, your calendar is empty again. The reason is you didn't have time to market while you were busy. Sometimes your business feels like a roller coaster. And let me tell you something, it is. And believe me, you're not alone. Photographers everywhere have the same problem. But I have some great news. Matt's business, Allison Ragsdale Photography, after years of trial and error, has cracked the code. It works so well, he's created a new class all about it. It's called Get Clients Now, a dead, simple approach to getting photography clients. Everyone at From Nothing to Profit is excited to share this info with you because this system helped Matt and Allison book hundreds of clients this year at their studio. And the best part about this system is that it's simple to set up and it works while you're sleeping. No hard selling or creepy marketing. All you have to do is help your clients answer their most pressing questions. Clients love the system and say it is the number one reason they book with Matt and Allison. If you're interested in learning more about this system, go to photopodcast.co forward slash simple. Matt has created a short free video that introduces this system. If you like what you hear, podcaster listeners get an exclusive discount on the full class. So make sure you go to photopodcast.co forward slash simple and sign up for the free video. It will help you book more clients now and create the business you've always wanted. So the next question we
1: have is, what is one thing that you are most fired up about in our industry today besides Instagram stories? <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So you know what?
2: I was looking through um, everything and trying to think about what I'm most fired up about and I honestly could not think of anything. Is that awful? be
1: something positive
2: no, that,
3: or negative. That's good. So I- Yeah. And so here's another way I think about it. Like when you think of the industry, what is something that you like hold true about it or where do you think it's going or something like that? Or maybe changes that are happening.
2: Um, You know, I definitely think there is a change that's happening. And I, and I've been hearing from a lot of photographers who are kind of in a little panic about it all. You know, we've, um, you know, we're just, we're just in a different world now. Like I know when I started, there were um videos and stuff like that online that could help me learn, but now it's so easy to access. There's just, there's education everywhere. And so virtually anybody can pick up a camera and learn to shoot, whether they're going to be amazing or not is, you know, going to, depend on the individual themselves, but a lot of kids are, you know, picking up cameras and they're amazing little photographers and, uh, but you know, they don't have the business, um, aspect of it and they they might not be in it for long, you know, and there are so many amazing photographers who are producing amazing, um, content, but they're not, they don't have an actual business because they can't, they can't book paying clients. And so when photographers are, you know coming to me and and are in a panic about kind of the shift they're noticing and that they're not booking as many clients like the the only thing i can say is that you just have to continue doing who you are you have to find what makes you original and what makes you special and then you have to deliver with you know every single client every time like i don't think i'll ever come to a point where I feel like, oh, I'm good enough. Like, I don't need to try anymore. I mean, every day I'm continually, you know, finding ways to market, um, you know, finding the next big thing. What's the new platform the kids are on? I mean, you just have to keep up with it every day, every day. So um, I think, you know, I think that's definitely something that I've noticed is, is the big shift. But for me, because I do offer, I feel like I offer something different, something that That nobody else can offer, at least in my area, because nobody can. I mean, nobody can be you. Only you can be you, Um, and that's just who I am. I mean, from you know, as a person, as a photographer, everything. So, I feel like that is definitely what's worked for me, and it's kept my schedule, you
1: know, busy. Yeah.
3: No, that that's all perfect. That that makes complete sense for sure.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, true what you were saying is people. It's what's funny is is being in this business for twenty five years every, there's, there's a new round of competition that comes up, you know, every few years and people get really worried about it. And what you've done with your business is a perfect example of how to deal with it at any point is creating something that is so you and so different that no one else is offering that same thing. you kind of have done a, you know, created a blue ocean for yourself. So, um, that's a, that's really good. Um, so, before you became a photographer, uh, you were you kind of told the story earlier. Was there anything that was holding you back from being a full time photographer? You know, um, when
2: I you know started um, shooting and was really booking clients, and I honestly was working two full time jobs. Um, and it took me to really almost have a complete breakdown because I was getting two hours of sleep. You know, between my my one full-time job and my photography full-time now was a hobby and turned into a quick uh, full-time job. But, you know, knowing that you have this guaranteed paycheck, you know, every two weeks that is going to pay the mortgage is going to buy the groceries. Like that's something that's really hard to let go of. Um, And photography, I mean, or any kind of small business that you're going to start on your own. I mean, you're definitely going to take that risk. Like, am I going to book the same amount of clients the next year or next month? Am I, you know, going to be able to pay my bills? Like, that was something really scary to think about. When you know, when I was like, do I let go of this job that I've been doing for 16 years that I love and definitely makes the money that I need to make, and and take this huge leap of faith and see if it's going to work or not. And, um, so, you know, and I'll be honest, like I definitely had to cut back on some things in our, in our life, um, in, in order to take that big jump just in case, just in case it didn't work out. I mean, I didn't know. Yes, my, you know, my schedule was booked for the following year. I was making um, really good money and it, it made sense. I mean, I was probably making 10 times the amount of money I was making in, um, dental and, and I tell this story every time because when I started um, photography, because I started it with just my kids and I didn't know what I was doing and I was not educated in photography um, and photography itself was not um, important in my culture. I didn't grow up, you know, having professional pictures done. I didn't know a whole lot about it. Um, and so when, you know, I started having people reach out to me and was like, can I book you for a session? I didn't know what to charge. I had no idea, and I don't recommend this to anybody who's starting a business. But I, uh, I just googled, you know, other studios in town, and I was like, okay, they're charging one hundred and fifty dollars a session. That's what I'm going to charge. I'm going to charge one hundred and fifty dollars a session, and then you know, and then my client was like, okay, well, we want to buy this and this and that. I'm like. I have no idea. Uh, so I, again, Googled it and, okay, well, they charge, you know, $100 for an 8x10. I'm going to charge $100 for an 8x10. And that's how I started my business, which is really, really crazy. However, it probably worked to my benefit because if I didn't do that, I probably would have done what I feel I hear a lot of other photographers do is I'm going to be a shoot and burn and I'm going to charge $100 and you're going to get your shoot in all your digitals. And it was easier for me to uh, really raise my prices pretty quickly because I never actually started out low, which I didn't know at the time. I had no idea. Um, You know, it was the you know, more I did it, obviously. And I started to educate myself that I realized like, oh, I'm actually doing really good for just starting out. But I'm sorry. I have no idea where I was going with that story. Oh, <laughs> so good. No, no, you did so, so good. Perfect. So you
1: were saying that was holding you back as you were afraid of making, uh, of, of uh, not having enough money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So but, yeah. Uh,
2: yeah but, so yeah, I mean, I was definitely, I mean, yeah, I was making a lot more money than I was making, um, you know, working my full time dental job. And so financially, it made sense. And then I really had to just sit down and think about what was like, make me want to get up every day. And what I realized was the one thing that was making me not want to get up was to go to my eight to five dental job, like all I wanted to do. And all I thought about was getting done with my jobs, I could go to my next photo shoot, and I could, you know, create something. So yeah, I mean, I I had to just really make that uh, you know make that choice and and I'm glad that I did, but that that definitely held me back. You know, not knowing if I would book. And every year it's the same. I mean, every January, you know, I think I still have that same fear. Like, am I going to book up this year? And but that's good. I think it's important that that we don't ever think we're you know too great because you just never know. So you got to keep you got to keep you know uh, the drive going. You got to keep. You know, hustling every single year.
1: Yeah. You had a great Google. Whatever you were Googling, that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> you could have you could have been led very wrong if you <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yes. That's, that's so good. Uh so Matt, you want to ask the next question?
3: Yeah. So I get the next two questions, which are two of my favorite questions. So if I gave you a thousand dollars right now and you had to buy something in the photo industry, what would you buy?
2: Oh my gosh. So um, something that I have been wanting to buy. So if you actually really gave me a thousand dollars, I would probably run out and buy a drone. And I know that seems so crazy because it's like nothing that I do. I don't do videos at all. Uh, but there's something really intriguing about, um, that, you know, what a drone can capture that I just would love to one day when I find the time, um, work that somehow into my work and, and do videos. I love videos. I think there's so much more that you can capture and, I mean, you can tell a story with uh, with photographs as well, but videos just take it to a whole nother level. And um, drones, I just think are inc- – I mean, what they can do is incredible. What they can capture is incredible. So that's definitely what I would go out and buy.
3: Yeah, that that's a really cool answer. Okay, so the second part of the question is, if I gave you that $1,000 right now, what would you not buy in the photo industry? So some of this is like kind of advice for our audience as well, but what would you not buy mm-hmm. with
2: the $1,000? Well, I would definitely um, – not buy another lens (laughs) because I'm really guilty for having way too many. I think, uh, I think we all do that too. I think we think, you know, that we need every single lens there is to offer because of everything that it can do. But really, I mean, I probably shoot with like two lenses and. Which lenses? Oh, so my go to lens is my, well, right. I've kind of changed it over the last few months, but my go to lens is my 50. I mean, it actually is like the cheap. Fifty, a, like Canon. One point
1: four. It's a one
2: point four. Yeah, I've uh-huh. shot with the. Uh, I do own all L glasses, but um, that's my one that isn't, and it's the one that I love, and I don't know what it is about it, mm-hmm. um, but I I just love the angles and and whatnot I can get with the fifty, um, and then my other go to lens is my one thirty five. Is a two Oh, really? Um, yes. I love, love that lens. I started my business with a 70 to 200, um, f4. So it was like not the greatest thing in the world, but, um, I got it because I was, you know, I had Googled how to shoot, you know, sports photography because that was kind of what I had got my camera to do with my son. So, um, that's what I started with and then upgraded from there, obviously to the 2.8. And it just is a really heavy lens and, um, then, when I came across the 135, you know, it just create it's just is this beautiful, soft, dreamy um, compression that you get with it. So, kind of similar to the 70 to 200, um, but a lot lighter in a fraction of the price. So, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah when I looked at your images, I could definitely tell you were shooting. You know, like a longer mm-hmm. lens with shallow depth of field. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't quite know what it was. And my guess, which it was, which was wrong, because I, I didn't know. Um, I thought maybe you were, Sigma just came out with, I'm looking it up right now, but it's a, it's an art lens. And it's like 50 to 100, 1.8 or Ooh. something like that. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> Wait it's a little a minute.
1: bit longer, but yeah, that's funny. Uh, okay. So next question is what is the best advice you've received? Oh, best advice I would say that I've received
2: is, um, that you define your own success. And I think that's so important because I think, you know, when you're first starting out, you're looking to, everybody that's, you know, in the photo world and you're comparing and you're feeling like you're just, you know, not good enough, but you have to define your own success. Like if I, if you are happy with, you know, 10 clients a month making $10,000, you know, a year or whatever, like that's, that's your success. Um, Somebody else might be, you know, maybe they want to shoot 300 clients um, a year, which is insane. But, you know, if that's what they want, don't feel like just because somebody is shooting a hundred times more than you that they are more successful because that's not true at all. And I you know, I have people that are like, oh, I just want to be like you. I I want my schedule to fill up um, every spring and just be booked for the year. And I'm like, but I only shoot 34 seniors. I mean, it's it's different than somebody who's, you know, trying to book a hundred seniors. So yeah, I mean, that's probably the best advice I've ever gotten. And um, with everything I do, I just have to remember that, you know, I get to determine that. So
3: that's awesome. Okay, so I found it. It's a fifty to 100, one
2: hundred one point. but it. I think
3: you're I, <laughs> I I think you're so right. Like I think you, whatever tell stories you tell yourself in your head, like they just become self-fulfilling, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you can tell yourself like I'm successful doing exactly what I'm doing right now, I think you'll lean into it more mm-hmm. and actually find more success as well as just like not spend all this energy staying up late at night or sitting at your desk worried that other things are, you know, getting in the way, right. you know, like, you like you said, like if someone else is shooting 300 sessions a year, like that they're more successful. Than, yes.
2: You know. uh, yeah. And it, so. you know, I mean, we all know like social media for sure. There's just, there's so much perfection on there. And I think, you know, it's so easy to kind of get caught up in it all and really um, start to like doubt yourself, you know, but you just can't. You just can't because you don't know what somebody else's life is like on the other side of that cell phone or computer or or whatnot. So they may be showing you the the perfect thumb, but you have no idea what's happening in their life. And, you know, and I've seen it firsthand. So it's just uh, we can't we can't compare ourselves and we can't try to live up to, you know, somebody else. That we admire, um, I think you can. Well, and
3: the, other, the other thing I think you got to do is just be self-aware of like how you view success for yourself as well. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I, so one of my best friends, Ross, and I talk. We have like a standing phone call every week, and we talk about. And one of the things that actually makes us feel more successful, and we're trying to get away from this, is like the amount of volume we do. Mm-hmm. Right? right. So we would just we would really struggle if we we're just waiting for one phone call a week, you know, to book a $10,000 client. Mm-hmm. Like we'd really struggle with that. Yeah. Like it may be a better business model, but <laughs> like those, those six days would just be like mental exercise and just pure weariness, And so sometimes I think you got to find, you know, what makes you happy and stuff, but then also say, okay, well, I actually need to do this much work to be happy to feel successful or I don't, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I mean, I have a girlfriend who um, loves to shoot. She just loves it. She she can shoot all day long, every day of the week, and but that works for her, you know. And I think, yeah. you know, I can't look at her her business and think, oh, I must suck because I'm only shooting, you know, four clients a week or three clients a week. I, you just can't because she loves it. I don't. I mean, I I love photograph. You know, I love shooting, but if I had to do it every single day, all day long, I. I wouldn't do it. I just wouldn't do it. I would lose my creativity and you know my approach on on photography is just uh at least it's different and you know for me and I would I would lose my creativity so fast if I had to shoot that much, you know.
3: Yeah, exactly. But on the on the on the flip end like Ross and I if we don't shoot enough, yeah. we you know like then the self doubt creeps in. So it's really interesting. So I think it's about self-awareness for sure and like you said just stop looking what everybody else yeah, is doing. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so what is one personal habit you think contributes to your success?
2: Oh, I am a very um I'm very detail oriented for sure and um and you know I I'm a people pleaser. So, I think those two things for sure have really um made my suc- my business successful. Um, you know, I don't promise what you can't deliver. I mean, that's something I it, you know tell my mentors, mentorships all the time is, you know, be, be sure that, you know, something that you promise your clients you can, you can deliver and giving, treating every client like they are your number one client every time. It doesn't matter if they have been a pain in your butt or, you know, if they, um, you know, they're not going to be your top paying client. Um, You have to treat every client like they are your top client. And just giving that, you know, being um, a really detailed, Oriented making sure that my clients are you know really well educated um, and then just following through and giving delivering a great experience for them and obviously great um, portraits for sure I mean I think those qualities have are some of the reasons why my business has been as successful as it has been the last six years
3: so one of the other things I think tell me if this is true i 'm just picking this up I mean like i said we don't we didn't know you much before mm-hmm. this, but I think you're also self. You're you're very self aware, but you're all. What's the word I'm looking for? Like, like you also know what you want. Is that fair to yeah. say? Like when you're when you're talking about yourself, like there's no shame. You're just like I am this person. There's no shame in it, and this is what I do. Right?
2: Yeah, and you know, and I've been like that since I was a child. Pa- my parents probably didn't love it, but right. you know, I are just you, are you the oldest? I am. I am oh, the yeah. oldest. <laughs> um, but you know, I think for That's me, yeah, one. I. I do. I mean, I feel like I know, I know what I want. I know what I want to go after. And I just, you can't let anybody else change your mind on that. I mean, you're the only person responsible for your happiness is yourself. So whether that's, you know, business or in personal life or whatever. And um, that's just who I, who
1: I am as a person and then who I am as a photographer. So yeah, that's great. So, we want to know uh, when we're all done, uh, we want to know more about your internet resources and things. But, do you have any suggestions for people of a resource where they can go and uh, enhance their photography? Oh, well, there's so many out
2: there. I mean, obviously, my go to was always Google, but, you know, um, YouTube is obviously a huge one. I think we all know about YouTube. Um, and then there are other, you know, Platforms like Creative Live, uh, I think everybody knows about that too. Um, Sue Bryce, um, you know, she has a great platform, and and I was not a member of her her education platform, um, but she has recently just invited me to go and and speak. So I am actually heading out there in a few weeks to um, present to her students, and so I've I've been given access to it, and it's great. It's a great it's a great platform. I mean, the stuff that she has on there is wonderful, and she. She has things that are, um, are great for beginners and for photographers who, you know, maybe are really successful um, and just want to, you know, try different things. So that's great. Um, but another one that I feel like is just kind of creeping, you know, and people don't really know about it or maybe people know about it but aren't really um, using it is um, Instagram TV. I am um, mm-hmm. noticing a lot of photographers um, really taking advantage of that. And, and maybe they don't even know it yet, but it's free education. Um, and there's a lot you can pick up on um, Instagram TV that uh, can help benefit you. So if you're not checking those out, you you definitely should. I don't have a channel yet myself, but it's basically like uh, your Insta story, but it's longer. And then they basically just kind of clip it together. I don't know if you guys use it, but
1: kind of the I made a couple of videos for it and yeah. I just took them down because I was like, I don't know if they're really doing me any good or not. So, so that's interesting to hear that you're liking it. That's good. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, it's like anything else, right? I mean, remember when Instagram
2: kind of became I mean, Instagram's been around for a long time, but when mm-hmm. it started um You know, was really being introduced to the photography industry. And we're all like, I don't know about Instagram. And then now it's like the number one, you know, social media platform to be on. So I think it's just like anything else, you know, I mean, I think it's going to take time, but I, I think there's definitely some great potential there.
3: Awesome. Okay, so what is is there a book that you recommend to our audience to read or one that really influenced your life or business?
2: Um, Okay, so something you guys don't know about me is I hate reading.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know, Matt. We need to change this to say, are you a reader?
2: (laughs) (laughs) So so anybody that knows me knows that I hate reading, and I I actually really enjoy um, just quietness. And so I don't listen to audiobooks. I don't listen to the radio. I don't turn on the TV, nothing. I literally sit in silence which is, I know, crazy, but that's just me. And I've never been a reader. So I, I unfortunately don't have a book that I can recommend.
1: But you like to learn by looking, like by watching videos, Googling things, that kind of thing is how yeah. you... Yeah. I mean, learn. for me, I mean,
2: that's kind of how I taught myself even editing. Like I would literally just Google like how to sharpen image or how to sharpen eyes or, you know, how to print with lab. I mean, I literally Googled my way Through the first year. Um, You know, so uh, that's just, that's kind of how I learned. And I'm a hands on person. Like I've always been a hands on learner. Um, So, you know, trying to read something would, it just doesn't sink in for me. So being able to watch something on YouTube is a whole different thing for me. It's like hands on, but not hands on, you know? Um, So, yeah, I definitely need visual. I'm just a visual learner.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Uh, So, what we would want to know is where people can find you online or if anything that you're doing that you want people to know about and then a parting piece of guidance.
2: Um, so you can find me, I'm mainly on Instagram. It's True Mua Photography, And I was formerly um, True Creative Portraits and I just rebranded. So um, that's why it's now back to True Mua Photography. Um My website is truemua.com. The next big thing I think I already kind of talked about um, is um, – Heading out to Las Vegas, or not Las Vegas? I'm sorry. Heading out to L A. and um, and doing an education thing with Subaru. So that's really exciting for me. Um, Very. And um,
3: and and then you guys, you you have your own podcast too. Yeah. Right?
2: So I we I have a podcast with uh, three other photographers: Holly True, Jolene Dombrowski, and Brittany Cluth. Um, it's called Certified Madness. You can find us on um, Spotify or iTunes, um, and then you can find us on our website too. It's deconstructed, or I think it's get deconstructed now. But yeah, and that's just you know just kind of uh, almost like a recorded reality <laughs> TV kind of thing, but. And then I, you know, offer mentorships and stuff like that as well. And you can find all of that on my website. But yeah.
3: Yeah. So then just share some parting guidance uh, with our audience. Just kind of sum it up or just anything you could tell them.
2: Oh, sure. I mean, if I had any advice at all for any of you guys, I think I've kind of repeated this over and and over in this podcast. But really, it's just digging deep and finding, like, who you are and what makes you different from everybody else and stop following Every trend that shows up on Instagram because I noticed that in the industry world, especially in senior photography, or maybe it's just, you know, the group that I'm following or the, the people that I'm following. But I see that, you know, a trend comes about and all of a sudden everybody's jumping on it and implementing it into their business. but that isn't what makes you different. And so I think you need to, you just need to find who you are um, as a creator and why it is that you do what you do and why you love it. And then just continue to do that and don't ever feel like that isn't good enough. I mean, if I started changing Um, you know, who I was, I I just don't feel like I'd be the same photographer and it'd be harder. I mean, I've, I've tried that before. I think we all have when we're, you know, trying to learn is you try um, different, you know, different things and you'll quickly find that it's a lot harder to do something that isn't truly you. So yeah, just being, being true to who you are and just keep, you know,
1: keep hustling. All right. That's awesome. Thank you so much, True, for being on our podcast today. And uh, we hope you have a great trip out to LA. And we look forward to seeing all of your upcoming travels and photo shoots. Thank you,
0: guys.
3: All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week.
0: Thank you for listening to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya. Be sure to subscribe for more business strategy and ideas to help you create the profitable and successful business you've always wanted. See you on the next episode of From Nothing to Profit.